Hey, hey there, business owner. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. This is our weekly episode, and I'm so happy you are here. Let's get started. Okay, so we have so many amazing things happening this week. Not only our amazing interview with Nikki, who is a solid rock star. She is so amazing. Solid work ethic, amazing spirit, passion, drive. You can just feel it when you talk to her. Her her energy is incredible and highly contagious, and you are going to love this episode. I can't wait to hear how you like it and what your walk away gold nuggets are from this episode. Also, we renamed the podcast and our community of business owners on Facebook in our Facebook group to the Entrepreneur Evolution. And there's a number of reasons why I did this. I have been studying this space, as you all know, for so, so long and so passionate about creating this community of business owners to have one another and have a place that's a safe, judgment-free zone so that we can grow together and evolve together. Um, And I did this for a couple of reasons. I made the change from Masters of Entrepreneurship to the Entrepreneur Evolution for a couple of reasons. First of all, the word master was like really kind of intimidating people which I didn't really know and uh, understand until I was asking a lot of solid feedback from all of you. And it was kind of like a scary word for people because, and I agree, you know, I agree. We named it that so many years ago, and I'm so excited to have this facelift. And we're never going to be a master, right? We're always going to keep evolving. And obviously, that's my favorite word uh, in the world. And um, so the entrepreneur evolution just felt more natural because we all are growing and working towards mastering this 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 world. But um, I wouldn't say that we're fully masters yet. At least I'm not. And um, I'm okay with that because I love to learn and grow and be vulnerable and hear from you. Um, second, interestingly enough, in the search for the podcast, you have to actually put in the full word entrepreneurship. It doesn't pull up if you just put in entrepreneur. So as I am learning and helping you you learn. Uh, I know a lot of you are working on your own podcasts out there. And if you haven't thought about your own personal podcast, we need to have a conversation because the direct information I have from Apple and the awesome things on the horizon, you really need to think about your own personal podcast. And it's not something that you should be afraid of. And I can really simplify that and break that down for you. And then last, um, entrepreneurship is simply a mouthful. (laughs) It's a mouthful. So um, I'm really excited about this change. I know you will love it. And we've got a lot of really exciting things on the horizon and a lot of amazing interviews coming up on this podcast. So I'm happy you're here. And I'm really excited. Everyone is loving the Friday Entrepreneur Express tip that drops. It's a five-minute or less 
tip for the week that really sums up um, and grounds your week and gives you a little nugget to launch uh, and and carry into the following week. So enjoy today's episode. I'm so, so happy you're here. Um, Please hit subscribe so that you can automatically be notified. It's free to subscribe. And if you need help, any kind of help learning more about podcasting or even like how to download or where to listen or any of that, I'm your girl. So enjoy and let's have some fun. Here is Nikki Glekis. She is a rock star and the best. Hi, Nikki. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to see you. Oh my gosh. Is this crazy? Unreal? It's crazy. (laughs) So we have here Nikki, Nikki Glekis. And um, she and I go so, so far back. We are dear college friends. And I admired you in college, and I admire you now even more. A woman who is just um, a serial entrepreneur. I mean, if I'm going to like list all of these thing- things here, it's Bank Street Events, EOS, let me say EOS restaurant. restaurant, and then the loft, right? So we have um, really Nikki Gleckis events is kind of the, the parent company that owns all of these different yeah, entities and we have different venues and different restaurants that all kind of go under this big umbrella, but it's kind of nuts how it all came about and just kind of kept evolving and growing. So it was a good thing. That's awesome. Well, we love that word evolve, obviously. So, okay, so give us give us the quick backdrop and then we'll kind of talk about the snapshot of of where we are now and um talk to people and our business owners and our entrepreneurs out there about some current tips and strategies and real talk about how you're getting through this season that we all are in right now. So so give us the quick backdrop. How'd you Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) uh, you know, in college, I really wasn't sure on where I wanted to go. Um, besides party planner, you were the party planner, you were the social, I was a party planner. I was social chair in college in our sorority. So (laughs) you were were on it. (laughs) I always loved events. I always loved making people happy and, you know, always catering to create these really fun, you know, events, whatever it was going on, like even just a dinner party or, you know, that was always something I was really into. Um, I was really good in math. So in college, I was an econ major. Um, So I took economics. And then after that, I kind of thought that I wanted to be an actress. So I, you know, worked at Nickelodeon in Florida for a little while. When I moved up to New York, you remember that? Um, When I moved up to New York, I quickly needed to make money and working at Viacom was, you know, very little pay and I understood, but everybody back then wanted to work for MTV and kind of, you know, be an intern and I wanted to make money. So I bartended and I think you came to visit me at one of my bars. I did. I did. It was like a rooftop place, right? Or something. Yeah. Yes. The city. And, um, I just really had a knack for understanding the business model of how to make money quickly. And so really early on, I remember telling some of these bar owners, you know, how they can improve. And a lot of them didn't want to hear that from some 22-year-old bartender, but I could quickly see and glance that 
there was a lot of overstaffing that was costing more money. And I just kind of learned and used all of that knowledge to myself to know like when I owned my own place, what I would take from that. So in 2006, uh, we, I got married and my husband was from Connecticut, wanted to live up here. So mm -hmm. we moved up to Connecticut mm -hmm. and we, you know, I just started working for an event planner and I was just kind of like learning everything, kind of just trying to take everything in on how we work with other vendors and how to create proposals and how to really capitalize on as many things as you could. And I started learning all these different ways of how you could grow within being an event planner. Mm -hmm. So in 2008, my husband and his mom wanted to open a restaurant and I did the design work for the restaurant. And there was the market crash when we were about to open in July. And that's when we were opening the restaurant. Mm. So he was opening and my event planning, you know, planner that I worked for, his companies weren't doing these big events anymore. So that kind of started phasing out. So then I started, you know, realizing I need to work in this restaurant and really make this grow. So I started working and right away, people were asking me, can you cater an event? Can you cater a party in my backyard, a wedding, this or that? So I was like, okay, I could do linens and flowers and I can do the staffing. And I started realizing that I could just do this on my own. Mm -hmm. So we started catering from the restaurant and that grew very quickly. Um, and during this time, I kept having kids, by the way. So I have four kids now. Mm -hmm. So I, <laughs> I had two kids in 2008 and then in 2010, I had my son and I was getting so much um, inquiries to have these events. I was looking for my own event space besides the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I did my son's christening at a local event uh, venue called Bank Street Events, which is very close to EOS in Stanford. And I said to the owner, you know, this place is underutilized. It's beautiful. If you ever want to sell it, let me know. He called me in 2012. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, 2014 he called me and we opened, I bought Bank Street. So I quickly worked really hard to, to grow, to really, you know, it's a beautiful old bank with these beautiful vaulted ceilings. And, you know, we started doing events right away, weddings, corporate events, bar and bat mitzvahs. Um, and I just like really embrace whatever comes at me. And I think that that's what a lot of people need to know, like from people always ask me, how do you how did you see this? I didn't see any of these things. I just waited for the signs to come at me and kind of grabbed a hold of them. Mm -hmm. So in 2016, I was asked to come look at Chelsea Piers, which is, um, there's one in New York, there's one in Brooklyn, and there's one in Connecticut. And okay. so Chelsea Piers is a huge space, has hockey, water, there's like a huge Olympic uh, pool, you could do gymnastics, there's soccer, tennis, everything all in one space. Mm -hmm. Um, so we took over the food for Chelsea Piers, which is a huge, huge thing. I mean, we have a restaurant, a bar and grill, juice bar, and then we have the loft, which is a, a venue. Um, so, you know, as things have been coming at me, I've just been taking advantage of how can I take this space? You know, they didn't have a restaurant when we took over and we built this restaurant and this bar and it was amazing and it was really fun um and then we opened the yacht club after that we took over another yacht club so now it just keeps growing and 2019 was our best year and i hate to say it because 
I was just, you know, looking forward to all of these goals that I had for 2020. Mm-hmm. And I have to rethink them. And I can't be upset. I just have to think, you know, one day it will all come back or maybe it goes in a different direction. I can't dwell on the things that I can't control. I mean, worrying about things we can't control isn't going to get us anywhere. Well, first of all, that is an amazing history. I mean, what you, what you have built, Nikki, and you know, you have incredible vision. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because to plant those seeds and say, if you're going to sell this building, you know, call me. And it's those simple things that are asking and those simple, like you said, like the signs that you're saying, you know, I could see us here. I could do this, or this is what I need to do now. And you know, you have incredible vision and not only that, but your work ethic and has always, always been just incredibly, just your, one of your best qualities and your, and you. not only that, but you're like loving and awesome personality coupled with that and your math skills. Like you were like always just, you had the budget, you had the, the, the event. Like, I just remember you're a master of it. You did it all. So to see how you have grown and what that now is, I mean, it's like, it's like perfectly you. It really is. It's like so Thank awesome. Thank so, you. I mean, I just, I love to inspire and to make sure because as a leader, I can't ever show, you know, um, I, I'm never scared. I mean, listen, I always tell my staff, we'll, we'll buy the event, we'll sell it, we'll get them to book, and we will figure it out. I mean, last year, I was so, so proud of my staff. We did a 2,000-person event um, for Indeed's holiday party, and it was, I mean, detailed to, there were diagrams, there were sections, staff was organized on which section, which appetizer, everything was labeled. It was a lot of planning, but it was, to see it all orchestrated, it was like this beautiful dance. Because to me, there was a hundred staff. I had just a hundred people working for me. I staffed it myself with all people that worked for me. I mean, it was a really big accomplishment and I was so proud of how my staff really orchestrated that. and you know, one day we'll get those again. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it just speaks to you as a leader and, you know, to pull together a 2000 person event for Indeed is just, that's, that's a huge, huge win. Yeah, I was going to ask really you about cool. one of those big wins. That's awesome. So um, a common theme with a lot of people, obviously the same thing you said, 2019, my best year ever, everybody riding into 2020, January feels good, February starts to feel a little bit iffy. So what was that day? What was that day when you were like, okay, I got, I got chills a little bit. Um, I know. You know, so January was a really good month. We started off strong and we were booking a lot of events. So there's a lot of different parts to our business. We have daily sales where we run daily restaurants, daily bars, you know, all of those things. So we have daily money coming in, but then we have a corporate office where we book events. Mm -hmm. So we could book an event at your home, at Bank Street, at the Loft, at the Yacht Club, I mean, anywhere, right? So Mm -hmm. our calendar looked like it was filling up in 2020. So February started off kind of trickling a little bit. Every weekend was getting less and less birthday parties, less and less events. Mm -hmm. So, um, I did react quickly in February, no, March, the first weekend in March, I coached my seven-year-old basketball team and I had a party for them at our restaurant in March, the weekend before the 13th, that was around the seventh. So I had a party and there was no one in our restaurant, no one. And I remember 
having a meeting with my staff the next Monday. Right. And I pulled on my staff and I said, we need to start letting go of some of our staff. We need to start cutting back the schedule. We really need to get a hold of payroll before we lose money. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I started getting corporate events calling me saying, I want to cancel. I want to reschedule. And all of these things were happening at the same time. Mm. We went to a meeting about CDC was putting out all this information about making sure you're, ma- you know, telling the staff, hand washing, all the things that we would always do in the restaurant anyway. Right. But um, that on the 11th of March, yep. uh, there were some cases in Westport, Connecticut. So we got, I remember I was in my office, I got a phone call from school saying that March 12th, school be closed until further notice. Now this was before Connecticut closed down. This was just Westport. So March 12th, I stayed home and I was, you know, just doing things with the kids and on all these phone calls. Right. And Chelsea Pierce, yep. mm-hmm. right. And Chelsea Pierce called me and said, we think we're going to close. I mean, this is like, thousands of people go to Chelsea Pierce. Wow. I don't disagree with the decision because there was supposed to be a 30,000 person swim meet that weekend. And so it was going to be a really big deal. I mean, if people were there, they, you know, would have gotten sick. And at our school, we were supposed to have the school play. All of the kids would have been in the same room. So March 13th is when we furloughed all of our employees. Mm -hmm. Um, We did have some big events that weekend that we did have the food already. Uh, insurance claims did not go through. Right. So I did put in insurance claims right away. I remember telling my staff, I'm gonna call insurance. I'm gonna try to do my due diligence. Sometimes I feel like in this case, it worked against me because I would say by March 13th, I was already calling the bank. I was already calling mm-hmm. uh, to see what I could do to make sure that my employees were on unemployment, that they got benefits that they needed. Uh, you know, and if whatever food I had in the pantries or the fridge we had given out to right. Food Rescue, which is a local organization, um, because, you know, schools closing is a big deal around here because there's a lot of kids that rely on school, free lunch and free breakfast right. for them and right. as well as the weekend. So, you know, we tried to help out wherever we could for that. That's right. Um, but it was a big, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was definitely you know, kind of traumatized for the first couple of days because I was trying to, you know, we had over a hundred employees. We had to really make sure that we had, we're taking care of everybody. Um, and then my kids started that homeschooling that was not I know, I know. And it, it, it was like shock and reactionary mode. And at the same time, just what in the world is going on right now? This right. is so unheard of. So, so what, did you do? Did you have any major meltdowns? <laughs> and I what mean, did you I do? Did, did I, you eat chocolate? Did you drink? I, what did you do? I don't know. <laughs> well, um, you know, we just moved here to Westport about, um, it'll be two years in September. So we really didn't never took advantage of all of the things that are around us. So we started walking to the beach. It's about one mile from our house. So wow. started doing walks to the beach. I started, if you look at my Instagram, <laughs> I started baking a lot yeah, um, and eating a lot. Um, I started trying to, you know, do the things that I knew that I could do with my kids. We've watched a lot of movies. We watched the, uh, the Marvel 20, 21 movies in a row. Right. We, we baked 
all different foods and cooked all different foods, whatever my kids wanted. We, I taught them how to make sushi and how to make some Greek dishes. And, you know, there, that's all I, that's all I could do for them to show face. I mean, yes, I had meltdowns where I screamed and walked to the beach or cried. I, I cried a lot, I think. Um, but I, I needed to figure out, you know, what was the problem at hand? Okay. So now I'm an event planner and I plan these events and I can't do that now. So how can I get my creativity to people? So basically what I started doing was baking with the kids and then making these, you know, to me, very simple things like apple nachos, for example. Right. Right. I posted on Instagram. People started emailing me, texting me, messaging. How did you make that? Can I substitute this for that? Can I do that? Yeah, sure. You could do that. So then I started thinking, you know, people can't go to the supermarket. If I put all the ingredients and the idea of how they can make it in a box and I deliver it to their house and I put it on their steps, then they can make these fun things that I'm posting. Yes. So then I started thinking about making boxes. So we, we created a logo. I have great staff, a great team. Um, we made a logo NG box because my company is NG mm-hmm. and so NG box and we made a menu of donut boxes, waffle box, all different things. This was right before uh, Mother's Day. Yes. So we did Cinco de Mayo boxes, margarita, taco, all those fun things. We did um, pizza. We have great pizza at our, one of our restaurants. So mm-hmm. the All-Star Cafe and Chelsea Piers, we started making the recipe of the dough and the sauce, putting them in a box, delivering it to people's houses. Um, so I just really, you know, I don't dwell on things. And I tell a lot of people that ask me about business, I tell them, if you have an idea, write down all the ways of executing that idea. So you need, what's the problem at hand? How do we solve the problem? Then we have to, how are we going to create it? We need a logo. We need a menu. We need pricing. We need an order form. We need to get it out there. And then we need to sell it. Just done. In one week I had it done and out in the air and people started ordering right away. And they're gorgeous and they're fun and they make people happy. And like, I mean, and And like at that point, it was so amazing. The creativity that just kind of like sprouted out of all of that, because it was, it it just captured everything that people needed at that moment, because there were all those big events and there were all those things. And at that point people were like, okay, how do I make somebody else feel good? Or how do we even have fun with the kids? You know? So, so tell me more about that. Like ha- it, you just did it problem. I just, yeah. Execute, and let's go. So what does that look like now? Like, I mean, so now it's, I mean, mother's day week was amazing. We sold, oh my God, 250 boxes in a week. Awesome. Um, and so it's been growing a little bit, little by little, but now other restaurants are opening. So I do see that it's kind of just like a steady stream of boxes each week. Uh-huh. But now we've added the birthday celebration. So a lot of different cities have been doing lawn signs. Have you seen them? Are they in your town yet? No, birthday but I've seen signs? your Instagram okay. and I love it. So I went online I one night and I said to my husband, I was like, you know what? We're not going to have events for a while. And I started telling people that maybe we create this zoom event until we're able to be together you know so maybe this looks like a lawn sign that tells people this is you know happy birthday right Right. and then we can create your birthday boxes that you can make at home with your family we could take it even one step further maybe we do it for mitzvahs 
where we create a box for 30 kids. So if the kids go by on a parade, then we can create the boxes for each kid with an activity, which are an activity that we create in the box. Maybe a soda or a mocktail. And we'll give you the Mm -hmm. recipe on how to make that. Make the boxes for each kid. We'll make it affordable so that people can really have this fun event with their friends. They do the birthday parade. We'll give out the boxes. And then they go home and create a little Zoom where they can see each other and have fun. I mean, we have to, we can't let this get us down. Because the truth is, is that it will pass and we'll have events again. And we'll, we'll see each other. But my job is the complete opposite of social distancing. So I right. have to right. away on getting that to them. I just, I just announced a summer catering menu and, you know, I pulled together some items that go well together. And instead of offering them, like my normal catering menu is for 20 plus people. Now I'm offering it for six, mm-hmm. for 10, mm-hmm. for 20. And if you have that yard, you can order the Santorini meal and you'll get lamb chops and bronzino and salad and we'll bring it Mm. to your house. I mean, you just have to kind of grow with it. And that's the thing that a lot of entrepreneurs have to really know that every business, there is an avenue, there is light at the end of the tunnel. We have to find the silver lining on how to, to create that. So, you know, after I cried at night, in the morning when I take a shower, I have to think about a new idea and I can't let it get me down, you know? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, so, so when do most of your ideas come to you? You know, some people I, uh, you know, Sarah Blakely is like when she, you know, the founder of Spanx is when, yeah. when she drives and she like has yeah. a short commute to work. So she's like, sometimes I'll just have to drive around town because that's when all my ideas come to me. Mine that's come in the funny. shower, you know, when Mine do yours. Mine come in the shower. Mine right? in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> It's so weird. It's like, sometimes like I, I have like the same routine in the morning, I wake up, have mm-hmm. coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I take a shower. When I'm taking a shower, I'm just like, kind of going over what I need to do. So I'm a very big to do list person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of go over the to do list. And then when I'm going over it, I'm like thinking of, we have to do this with it. Sometimes I even put my phone on speaker. Right. I know. And I'll, you know, I'm just like writing that, thinking of these, like, oh my God, I have to tell my staff, I, 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 we could do this. We could do that. You know? So, um, I've always kind of been like that. I always just feel like I need clarity, like mm-hmm. by myself, like thinking of what, you know, is the next idea or, you know, what, what's not working at work and how am I going to fix it? Like problem mm-hmm. solving. I, I just, Right. It's like that mini conversation with yourself of just kind of like pep talking and like, it is, it's that entrepreneurial energy. It just is crazy, isn't it? It, And it's, and that, that passion and that drive and not only that, but that purpose of really, um, what fills your bucket, but, but what's, what's important right now for your family, for your staff and your team and their families, and then for the community and all of these different amazing places that, people go to, to have fun and enjoy life. Right. Right. So, so are you the type of person that is like, okay, I've got this box thing. How do we like make it national or how do we, I would, I would sense that. So like, okay. So are you able to share kind of what, what comes next? So it's like, well, so what are you putting out to the universe? Let's say that. What do you want to the universe? you know, at work and at home, I've always been, you know, this like vision board type of person. So Mm -hmm. I usually at work will have two 
uh, on a bulletin board, I have two lists. I have a short-term list goal and then a long-term list goal. So, and they're like my vision of what I want in five years, but then on the short-term one, I have obtainable goals for me and my staff to reach, you know, in the year. So 2020's goals are kind of, kind of out the window. So we're going to throw those out. We're not going to get mad. Right. And you know what? Maybe we need to think about this time hitting pause and maybe I pull the five-year goals down from the bulletin board and I kind of look at those and, mm-hmm. and those goals were really branding myself as an entertaining expert and there was all these components to it you know a book and a show and product placement and and now i'm kind of like you know what we're just going to do those and we're not going to worry about the short term because you know we started opening restaurants and people are going to start coming and we have great food we have great staff we're doing the right things with them but long term you know this pause that we have right now we have to embrace it so part of that branding is you know, now learning what are the rules about shipping, the right um, packaging that we need. I've done some research on third-party shippers, Mm -hmm. but I'm thinking that we're going to try to do that in-house and purchase the right insulation for food preservative, like Mm -hmm. how to preserve the food correctly, and then how to be able to ship it. We have tons of inquiries already about shipping them, so I I feel confident that we'll be able to do that soon. Um, and you know, I'm not a slacker by any means, you know, we'll get that out there as soon as we can. That's Um, awesome. That's great. It's it's exciting. I mean, that's what drives me is the excitement of it. Absolutely. And, you know, especially these days with the different ways that technology is on our side and it's changing so quickly and people, people's mindset and relationship with money is even changing. You know, people want automatic subscription, not thinking about things. They don't want to have that, that transaction with money. So if we can make it so easy for them and unthinkable, you know, it just in, and technology can kind of really just help us um, serve them and to make their lives happier and brighter and better. Right. And, and you have like the perfect thing to do that, to make people happy. So, so tell me what, okay. So what is your best business advice for business owners out there? Um, I'd say globally and then in the moment type of thing, like what's, you know, what's your, what's your go-to business advice for people? Well, I mean, I would say definitely in reinvesting in yourself. You know, there's a lot of people that ask me that question about money and how you, you know, your profits. And, you know, I've always reinvest back in the business because my customers see that, you know, so every year I may make one improvement to each location so that it's really making sure that it is the best that it can because that's what i'm selling you know so making sure that every year we just grow and we reinvest a certain amount back into the business Mm -hmm. um another one specifically for restaurant owners Mm -hmm. is really and i tell this to everybody i'm friends with about opening a restaurant learn every job the worst thing ever and people never believe me Mm -hmm. is when your dishwasher doesn't chop, your host doesn't chop, your waitress doesn't chop, your bartender, your cooks, your, it is a nightmare. And I've gone through it, but I could say with confidence that I have dishwashed, I have thrown out trash, I have cooked, mm-hmm. I have hosted, waitress, bartender, anything you could think of, you know, that is what's really going to set you apart because you are going to show your 
yourself that you're going to not, you know, of course you need people to grow, but you want to make sure that you're able to run your business at the best that you can, but right. also it shows your staff that you're in control. You know what you're doing. You have this. You're not, because a lot of times it's scary out there with like, oh my God, if this, you know, this doesn't happen, you don't want to be so reliant on that. I mean, um, but then also to grow your business, you have to teach. You can't just do. I am a good worker, but I'm a good teacher and a good yeah. delegator. And, you know, creating those operational manuals of how to set up the bar. Like I'm a big visual person. So I'll set up the bar for an event and then I'll take a picture. And I, so every time it's consistent, the mm -hmm. plate looks the same. The bar looks the same. Because that's when somebody can walk in and be like, this is Nikki's restaurant. This is Nikki's event. Because mm -hmm. if I didn't do that and I wasn't there, you can't be everywhere. You know, you have to really make sure that you're, you're learning and teaching to your staff so that they do that when you're not there. And I think that's worked really well. Last year, we focused on creating these operational manuals for all of our locations. And that's helped so much. It is. And, and that's, that's you, that's your brand, right? right? And that is, that's the empire that you're building. I mean, literally such an amazing empire and you oh, should totally continue to brand yourself. And I mean, just look at you, look at how beautiful you are. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of you, Nikki. I am. I am. Um, okay. So as we kind of wrap things up here, um, is there anything, well, what's your personal mantra? Like what's your personal motto? Like when you're down or you need to snap out of it or just ditch the negative thoughts, like what do you kind of say to yourself? Well, um, <laughs> Well, I always say to myself, I, I can do this. I often say that. And I often say it to, you know, my staff. Um, but I do have a big support system with my husband and my family. So they say that too. Yes. I will say that no matter how I feel, and my staff will attest to this and my customers, I always have bright lipstick and I always <laughs> dress up. It really makes you feel better. I, um, I just feel like you have to look the way you want someone to portray you, how they're going to, what they're buying. You know, I, I really need them to look at and see me and say like, I want to buy my, I want her to do my wedding. I want her right. to do my event. Like, Absolutely. And I just, I really enjoy that. I mean, there's sometimes that I'm depressed and I'm like, I put on some lipstick or I, I do my hair and it just like makes you feel better. And mm -hmm. I just, I never, I, I just always, I know that's like so, simple that everybody says, you know, you look at the glass half full. I always do that. I read the signs. I always try, even when the negative thought is in my head, I have to realize that I came this far. I'm not going to stop. You know, that's not who I am. And, you know, there's a lot of people that rely on me and I'm excited because they're excited for me. And, and mm -hmm. if I produce, they produce, it, it just goes that that's the way. I mean, when you have a happy boss, your staff are happy too. It's so true. It's so true. And the world needs more leaders like you out there. And there are so many good nuggets of information that people out there and business owners out there, I'm sure are like taking notes and just, I hope so. you are inspiring them because your story is amazing. And I can't wait to see, um, what's next to come. Okay. What do you want to, what do you want to leave us with? Where can we find you? Where can we see you? Where can we be with you? Where can we buy boxes? Where can we do? Yeah. How can we celebrate? So, 
If you go on um, our website, NikkiGluckisEvents.com, mm -hmm. you can, there is an NG box tab. Okay. You can see all the latest uh, menus and how to order. There is on Instagram, you can follow us for Nikki Gluckis Events. You can right. follow my personal page with Nikki.Gluckis. Yep. Um, Bank Street Events, All Star Cafe. There's some fun um, Instagram pages that you can look at and see all the new ideas that we have and that we're doing as we open. So it's really it's fun and exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You're doing it. You're making it happen. We'll drop all of the stuff in the notes so that we can make sure to, to follow and like, and um, it's just so exciting. So um, I feel like we could talk forever. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's really fun. I know. I just can't wait to see you and I know it will come soon and I can't wait to come up and visit you and your beautiful family and oh, love for you give you a big, big hug. Thank you so much for being with us today. This was amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, All right. Man. Bye. <laughs> wow. What an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.